Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunt. Ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Franklin D. Roosevelt. When you sit down to breakfast, don't you often think of the starving people of the world? I wish we could share our abundance with them. Wholesome foods like good luck margarine. Years ago, we never dreamed of eating margarine, but nowadays you can get margarine like good luck, which tastes delicious. I really enjoy it. The margarine Mrs. Roosevelt has just recommended is new good luck, the light margarine that leaves no oily aftertaste. How's your cold this morning? Feel well enough to go back to work? Did you hear what I said? Buongiorno. Yes, well, I didn't set the alarm and I overslept, so if you're going to work... Buongiorno. Oh, buongiorno. I haven't time for all that now. Look, if we're going to learn a language now, there's only one way to do it, and that's to speak it with each other. Well, considering the fact that so far we only know two words, we can hardly carry on a very stimulating conversation Well, just same. Every little bit helps now. You you have to get the feeling of it. Look, I asked you, are you going to work today? How are you this morning? No, no, no. Wait a minute. We learned yesterday uh, what how are you is. uh, Como esta? Como esta? Now, now. Uh, uh, do it again, darling. Say, good morning, how are you? Oh, look, I've got to get downstairs, get breakfast, get Betsy come on, come off on, to come school. Come on, ask me now. Ask oh, me. buongiorno, come esta? <laughs> oh, golly, now I forgot how I am. Just just a second, I'll, I'll look it up here. Oh, honey. No, no, I got, I've got the book right here. Now, just right by the bed. Just and Effie, are you up? Oh, yes, all dressed. All the dogs got breakfast. All right, fine. Uh, please, thank you. Excuse me. Here, here we are, here we are. Uh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, benissimo, grazie. <laughs> that, that's very well, thank you. Well, fine. Then you better hurry and get dressed. Well, the whole trouble is I don't feel very well, I don't think. Well, you better make up your mind, dear. It is late. Well, gosh, you can't tell whether your cold is better or not the minute you wake up. I know I'm dead tired. I hardly slept a wink. I coughed all night. I, no. I ache all over. But don't worry. Don't worry. If I stay home, you don't have to entertain me. <sighs> I'll bring your breakfast up, dear. Galen Drake. You know, when I was a kid and we had a cold, we used to say that we uh, had the miseries. But now you can rub those cold miseries away with new minute rub, which is the modern greaseless way. Now, new minute rub works fast without burning your skin, and it's not greasy. As a matter of fact, minute rub vanishes. It won't stain, it smells good. And it feels cool. And yet it will relieve that chest tightness and muscular misery of a cold. And by the way, it's great for muscular pain, too. Next time you shop and pick up some new greaseless minute rub and try it. It's great. Hey, where is everybody? I'm upstairs. 
upstairs, dear. Upstairs? She'd say she'll wrap me all up in a blanket here in the living room so I can be downstairs with you, and you both go upstairs. Well, I'm not upstairs. What do you want now? Oh, well, I don't know. I just wondered where you all hmm? were. What are you doing? Well, I finished the breakfast dishes, and I started making a cake. What do they want now, Aunt Effie? He just wondered where we were and what we were doing. Uh, well, I made the beds, and I got dressed up. Oh, my goodness, where are you going? Well, I'm going downtown. I won't be gone long. You said you're going downtown. Yes, and I brought down your cough drops and cough syrup. You mean you're leaving you... me when I'm homesick? Well, I do think you're going to live, dear. <laughs> and anyhow, Aunt Effie will be here if you suddenly collapse. Why is everybody so unsympathetic when I get a cold? We're not unsympathetic. It's just that you yell at us every two minutes. We don't get anything done, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I do. But it's just that I enjoy your company. Oh, nice. <laughs> where are you going? Yes, my goodness. You certainly are dolled up. Well, I am going down to the Chronicle and see if I can get a job. The Chronicle? The newspaper? Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness, what kind of a job? Well, there's no sense talking about it. He doesn't approve. I, I, I didn't say anything. Well, you now. really think it's silly, I know. Well, you know what she wants to do, don't you? She no. wants the paper to pay her for writing letters about our trip abroad, letters which she will send back daily and expect them to publish. I, it's just downright nonsense. Well, the way you explain it, you certainly make it sound like downright nonsense. Myra Pemberton suggested I ask them anyhow. It was her idea. Why, yes, it seems to me I've seen things like that. People write about their trip and gets published. Why... Well, Lowell Thomas and that man named Douglas from the Supreme Court, they go everywhere and they're always writing oh, about it. for the love of Mike, that's a little bit different, I'd say. Why? Why? For one thing, they're, they're famous. Everybody knows them. Their names are in the news all the time. I and... don't have to be famous to do this. That's no. the whole point. I'd be a local person writing for a local newspaper. And you certainly have lots of people who know you too, dear. Why, all the things she's done in the woman's club, why, she's had her name in the newspaper dozens of times. Now, look, I mean, a local woman's woman's club matron writing letters back Matron? Home. Well, you're married. When you're married, you're a matron. Oh, I can't help it. I hate that word. <laughs> all, right, no all right, all right. A local matron. club woman writing letters back home to a small-town newspaper is hardly in the same category as Lowell Thomas or that man named Douglas from the Supreme Court. His name, by the way, is William O. Douglas. I don't think he is any more important than your wife. Oh, I didn't and say... And, Effie, I, I, I think I know. Well, I know this now. much. I would anywhere. be much more interested in knowing what you're doing in Paris than what Roll Thomas was doing in Tibet. Well, certainly that's because you know us, but everybody that buys the local newspaper doesn't know us, and furthermore, they don't give a darn what we're doing anywhere. Well, Furthermore, there are dozens of people from town who go abroad all the time. Well, I don't think there are dozens no. here at all. Anyhow, none of them have written their trip up and had it published in the paper. Maybe none of them even suggested it to the paper before, so this would be something new. The least they can do is turn me down. All right, suit yourself. I just think it's a waste of time. I That's should all. think you would try to encourage her, help her. Since your business expenses do not include her, yes, she know. has to get money somewhere to pay her own I way. Know, I know, I know. It just seems to me that there must be some other way. That's yeah, all. What? If we hadn't built this house and used up our savings, well, there's no sense going over all that again. Well, what kind of letters would you write, dear? Sort of a diary? Well, in a way, but not exactly. Funny things that happen, uh -huh, you know. Uh -huh. Interesting, and uh -huh. then funny things. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. My goodness, certainly funny things happen when you travel anywhere. Uh -huh. The point is, it's one thing to have funny things happen. It's another thing to, to write them so they're funny. Because you had no experience. 
I always got an A on my themes in school, and I also had a year of journalism. Oh, well, she right certainly is. writes very amusing letters. Well, always. That is one thing. I remember one letter you wrote about everything going wrong at that dinner party. Oh, yeah. Well, I read it to Martha, and we sat there laughing so hard the tears were just rolling down our cheeks. Oh, yeah, I know. Her letters are amusing, but it's, it's one thing to write to your family and another thing to write for publication. But I told you what Myra said. Some things are funny if you just say them. Yes. Should I tell Aunt Effie what Myra said? I don't remember. Oh, yes, you do. Aunt Effie, Myra said, supposing one letter just started by saying, This morning, my husband fell overboard. <laughs> <laughs> there, you see, Myra was right. She said, right away, it's funny. Yes, it is, yes. <laughs> and if he doesn't jump, maybe you could push him just to get a story. That's what I said. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Or if you're squeamish about it, I could do it. <laughs> Anyone who isn't a little more helpful about helping his wife go on the trip. Now, look, what can I do? Well, you're the one who always wanted to be a writer. Yes, he, he could hardly wait to get the house built and had his den yes. where he had peace and quiet so he could get started on short stories and novels. Have you written anything? No, no. And the main reason I haven't is that my den has turned into the family room. <laughs> you're right, yeah. Well. That's cozier in there. Well, it seems to me if she goes down to the newspaper to ask them if they're interested, she ought to have a sample or whatever you call it. Oh. Oh, yes. Hmm. A sample letter to show what my letters would be like. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Gee, maybe I better not go down there today. Instead, you know, spend the day writing one. Because I'd have to make it up. No, 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 now there. See, what? now, don't make it up right away. That's the mistake that amateurs make. What? Funny things have happened to you on trips we've taken. Now, write about something you know something about. Now, mm -hmm. there, that's what I mean. You should be helping her like that. She's got to do it herself, Aunt Effie. I won't have time to be ghostwriting for her in Europe. I'll be tied up on business. Well, couldn't you help me with this first one, please? I mean, you're home today and you could work on it, dear. Well, honey, I, I'm not... Maybe I... he doesn't feel he could do it, either. But certainly I can do it, I'm saying. It's just that, I mean, well, I don't feel well today. I probably wouldn't be my best work, and I'd... Well, it'd be better than anything I could do, dear. You know, and better than my first attempts, anyhow. Well... Please help me, please. All right, all right. But if you are going through with this, at least have some system about it. Now, you shouldn't just drop in at the newspaper office. No. Call and make an appointment. Oh, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. All right. And if you get him paper and pencil, and mm -hmm. I'll call and see if I can get an appointment tomorrow. <laughs> In 1957, the Russians published 130 million books for distribution throughout the free world. These books are full of communist propaganda and lies about our country. More of these books are being printed all the time, and many are being distributed free. We can help to counteract this vicious campaign by sending our own books, books with the true facts, to these same nations. Pick out a few books from your own collection, something perhaps by Mark Twain or Ernest Hemingway. If they're in good condition and have hard covers, send them to Books from America, Box 1960, Washington 13, D.C. Maybe in addition to works of literature, you have a recent American history book or an up-to-date geography. Send that along, too. Do your bit to combat communist propaganda. Send your books to Books from America, Box 1960, Washington 13, D.C. <laughs> How are you doing in here? Haven't you written anything? 
Oh, my goodness. Now, don't bother him, Aunt Effie. But he's just sitting there staring out the window the way he was an hour ago. Uh, Look at all these crumpled pieces of paper. Yeah, just, just let, let him alone. Let him alone. They're no good. I, I, I just can't get started right. Oh. I mean, a writer has to have inspiration. You can't turn out a masterpiece just because you got a pencil in your hand. No, of course not, dear. You're so sweet to help me anyway. Yeah, no, well, what are you all doing? Well, Aunt Effie's frosting the cake, and I've been studying this little Berlitz Italian phrase book for travelers, you know. Actually, and, and, and maybe this will inspire you to think better so I do get to go on the trip with you. Because in case I don't, I'm checking the section here about being sick, dear. Being sick? Yes. This section called, Is There a Doctor in the House? And it tells the things that you'd better learn, honey, if you're sick alone in Italy. Well, now, don't look worried. You probably won't be sick. But you'd better learn how to say some of these things like, Please call a doctor immediately. I have a pain here. Is it really necessary to have an operation? Well, 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 what time is your appointment at the Chronicle tomorrow? Ten o'clock. Well, come on, Aunt Effie. Let's leave him alone so he can think of something funny, you know, to write about for me. Something funny. More families, far more families, rely on X-Lax than any other laxative. And for one important reason... X-Lax helps you toward your normal regularity gently overnight. You take pleasant-tasting chocolated X-Lax at bedtime. It won't disturb your sleep. And the next morning, you'll be well on the way toward your normal regularity. No wonder pleasant-tasting chocolated X-Lax is used by more families than any other laxative. So when you or any member of your family needs a laxative, remember, take X-Lax today. Feel better tomorrow. The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton and is produced by 